Banter episode number 140. Holy Woo. cow, we are getting up there. Uh, my name is Max. With me today, a man drinking out of a schnifter, so you know whatever he's got has got to be good, Mr. Chase Williams. That's me, the schnifter drinking pretentious dick. That's him, yeah, for short. Uh, <laughs> man, yeah, so we're up on episode 140, man. I feel like we just did. Episode 100. Did we not do that like three weeks ago? I could have sworn we did that. Kind of halfway, like early halfway through last year, man. And that time is, is flying. Well, yeah, time is flying by the seat of our pants right now. Again, it is just two lonely rangers. But alas, this will most likely be the last one with just the two of us, Chase. Just the, the yes. intimate episodes between us. Soak it up. Yeah, this, yeah. this intimate mic time is going to be... Uh, Coming to a close. Yeah, for yeah, we're gonna bring the third wheel hunter back on the show for the next right, show. Menage yeah, he's all done getting grinded out by all the numbers and the schematics and the. See, I feel bad because he was very much like, I want to take a break so I don't have to edit and I can just like relax for a few weeks. Oh yeah, but then it just turned into like <laughs> I can't record yeah. because I'm chopping down fucking redwoods. And it's just like, um, oh, you have a spare moment? Let's go ahead and make sure that you're still working hard. Super. Ridiculously. Which, by the way, last week Hunter asked a question about long, laborious, stressful times in our yeah. life. And yeah. when I was listening back to it, when it was the adjective long winded that triggered my mind, I was like, why didn't I fucking talk about marathon training? Yeah, that I was mean, extremely long winded. That seems like a, seems like a pretty, uh, yeah, <laughs> that seems like a pretty obvious choice. I just figured you were bragging and you were like, yeah, I barely remember how stressful that was. It was pretty much just <laughs> water under the bridge. It was so easy. Oh, Gosh. man. Uh, I do apologize in advance. I'm feeling, Chase, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. I'm a little it sick. This is just taking over the country, man. I was a little ill the weekend before last and then everyone that I work with is sick and now you're sick. Like it's Mm -hmm. all over the place, man. It is a, it is an epidemic. It's been a while since I've been like legitimately sick. You know what I mean? Like skip work, skip school, sick dude. Cause it is, I forgot what that's like. I don't even know what to do with myself, man. It's not enjoyable. It's not fun. (laughs) You think having time at home or something that you're going to like, catch up on tv or whatever but of no course. you're literally just sitting there thinking about how you're feeling and yeah i remember being a kid and being like oh like you know waking up and being like oh i'm kind of sick but like oh fucking tight i'm sick i get to stay home you know watch yeah. the prices right and fucking oh. yeah dude play some oh, video games man. man what that's got to be in the pantheon of the greatest tv shows and games ever made for the prices right yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for being a show that's on like the most awkward time of day, like what, yep. 10 a.m.? <laughs> Who's watching? That? Who the fuck? I mean, everybody, apparently. Everybody knows <laughs> it, right? Because it's everybody's sick show, of course. Uh, but alas, I did not watch any prices, right? I just sat around and bitched and moaned about how achy my body was. But I'm getting better. I think I'm, I'm perking up a bit, all right? And I'm ready for the show. Uh, yeah. We did just have a recent Valentine's Day. Oh, man. So uh, I'm sure all the romantic, you know, vibes were flying. I know between us for sure. How'd your Valentine's Day go, sir? 
It was all right. I mean, it was space. We came home from work. We don't we don't make a terribly big deal out of Valentine's Day. Um, Smart. Like I think most people that I know, right? So yes, yeah, so we just went. Uh, There's like a pizza place nearby, and we just went and had pizza. That's really sweet. Actually, it's a good excuse for pizza. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Valentine's Day is a corporate holiday. Just again, run by the suits, right? So we'll just yep. go ahead and breeze over that. Fuck that holiday. Yeah, but that attitude, I feel like, has just gotten way more prevalent. Has it? Because yeah, dude, everybody like people are still getting cared. to the point where they like don't give a shit anymore about Valentine's Day. Really? I don't know, man. I feel like I was surrounded by a lot of people who, you know, had to make sure that they had something going on for Valentine's Day. Because they're not and woke, dude. They are not woke, man. Luckily, this is the most woke podcast on the internet right now. <laughs> uh, but as woke as we are, we also get pretty drunk, too, as well. Um, and while I am sick, it doesn't stop me from drinking a little bit of whiskey. You know, I've got some Robitussin way. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guzzling. <laughs> oh, man. But I am going to be drinking something a little different. I'm drinking the Red River. Uh, pretty good whiskey uh, out of Carrollton. Texas, which I've never heard of before in my life. Interesting. Uh, single barrel. I'm pretty uh, excited to be drinking it. And every bottle sold goes to a uh, native wild Texas wildlife conservations, which is pretty tight. So, hmm. yeah. So, like, yeah. they get a free bottle of whiskey every time one's Yeah, bought? they feed one to an animal, and they pour it into their food. <laughs> so and they just film this it. One's, yeah, exactly. They have this a YouTube channel. It's very popular. Yeah, it's great. Oh, man. Are you drinking anything today, sir? So I finally opened the Japanese whiskey this weekend. Oh, how And this is a Nika whiskey. It's a single malt Miyagikyo is what it's called. Of course. And um, apparently you used to be able to get this in the States, but you can't anymore. Something, Or maybe it's just like Nika whiskey in general. There's a few that you can used to be able to get. Anyway, we bought this in Japan. Darian says you can't buy it in the United States. So cool. I'm uh, excited to be drinking it. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be on a phone call with you while you drink it, so that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, well, without further ado, sir, let's just go ahead and jump on into it, because we actually have news stories this week, which is pretty Can you cool. imagine? we got to get back in the swing of things once Hunter gets on. So we'll Yeah, get, we got to make the fucking a, bed. Yeah, absolutely. So let's act like nothing has changed at all, and this is Witty Banter. Bip. All right, so, Chase, a couple things happened. Yes. Uh, I wanted you to kind of lead this off because something's going on with a little bit of StarCraft right now. Now, I know that this game, it's is it the 10-year anniversary right right now, right? It <sighs> came out in 1998, know, is that right? I want to say that it came be. out in 1998, but I might be also talking out of my ass because I never actually played StarCraft. I don't know about you. I've never Starcraft played Starcraft Boy. either, and I think they're on so they're the iteration now is Starcraft two, but I saw this news story mm-hmm. pop up and um basically there was a championship tournament called the IEM, uh, which is like the Intel Something Masters Championship in Pyeongchang, which was is where the Olympics yeah, are. The Olympics. So it was held like just before the Olympics. It's not actually an Olympic sport, I think. Damn. Is how I understand it. But it's a it was a premier event, and the news story is um, Sasha Scarlett Hostin won the first major championship of her career, and she is the Ooh. first girl female to win a StarCraft II championship. And she's a Canadian teenager, and she into in the grand finals she beat a like South Korean world champion, very uh, cool for the trophy. Right and uh, I saw this. 
and I was like just kind of blown away and inspired because she's the first she's you know a young um, teenage girl and I just got like super hopeful that this was a sign that hopefully video games become less male dominated I just was very uplifted that uh, in a in a game that is like kind of considered the nerdiest of the nerdy has mm-hmm. been a professional video game for a long time has been dominated by South Korean players a teenage um, Canadian girl one uh, yeah so what do you, how does that strike you uh, I think it's awesome man I think like when I look at video games in the realm of being as close to a competition in a sport as possible it seems like the easiest avenue to like Warner you know the most equality amongst the genders when it comes to competition right i just feel like the only thing that holds it back is the like the social aspect of it you know what i mean right it's the idea that it is male dominated not because like men are better at it it's because it's the it's the idea is that like boys play video games when like one that's like not even true at all like if you look at statistics it's like 50 50 male and female people playing video games but for some reason the competitive scene in most uh different video games just haven't really been able to like have that breach of female competition and to have somebody win like like you said the nerdiest of the nerdiest games right which is means it's the top level one right it's the one that all these other games have been looking up to and the one that like you know, has been the most esports for years, right? And for right. a female to come in and win, and a teenage female from Canada, which is also very awesome too, as well, uh, to come in and win it. I mean, it just hopefully it enlightens people and also inspires other women to get into the competitive scene, man. Yeah, I hope so too. And you're right; it was uh, first released in 1998, and StarCraft II was released in 2010. Really. And- They've been on that iteration for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where it's like chess, right? Like, yeah, they have their game and they play it. You know, they don't really need sequels and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah no, I, I think that it is just the culture around video games that men have yeah. created because it's been so male dominated, which makes it so impossible for women to get into it. Because mm-hmm. I think there's like an incredible amount of like immaturity slash boys club mentality that surrounds video games that is just like difficult to get around and honestly like really fucking annoying um and like a lot of the statistics that you see that uh, that do say like oh 50 percent of gamers are women sometimes those can be misleading because they take into consideration like phone games and things like that yeah and while yes you know there might be a large population of females playing a, a large number of games i still think like the core of video game culture is male because when you go to a place like E3 or even Gamescom in Germany, which has like 800,000 people over the course of a weekend, mm-hmm. it's basically all dudes, right? Um, but that still just speaks for like, because the competitive scene is male dominated in cult, like the male culture and the stuff that's surrounded that it's the same for like taking it to that level too, as well. Like going to an event like E3 is still male dominated like that yeah. mentality. So, Sure. Um, but so I've never watched Starcraft to uh, competitions. And after reading this news story, I was like just kind of digging in and I went and watched the grand finals and I watched uh, it was like it was four or five games. You had to win. You had to win four to win. I think the final score is four one. Um, and dude, I got sucked into a rabbit hole and I watched the entire championship. And I am Dang. like, I feel fucking hooked. 
Really? Like, That's awesome. I am having so much fun watching this, and I really don't know what's going on, but I'm learning mm-hmm. like what's happening, and the shoutcasters are really good. Yeah. And it is so fucking entertaining, dude. The multitasking that's going on in this game and the decisions that are being made at every second and when they show like their screen and what they're viewing and how fast they're moving and like clicking and making decisions. It is honestly really fucking incredible. And the maps, um, you can only see, you only have like a certain amount of vision when you're playing and, and the other person can only see so much and you have to use units to sort of unmask the whole entire map and the way that they play mind games with each other like that, by like fainting certain things, allowing them to see certain things or trying to sneak in certain ways or like sending scouts in. It's really cool. And Darian and I have it on our calendars to try to watch the next like premiere uh, event live. Cause dude, like it's really kick ass. That's fucking cool, man. Cause one thing that I think video games is missing as being like something you can watch is that normally you watch games that you play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a definitely... I mean, I watch... Like, most of the fighting games that I watch are games that I either compete or just am knowledgeable about. But that being said, uh, you know, I don't often watch, like, football or other sports, but I also don't know anything about football, but I still can watch a game and be, like, entertained, and I think that a lot of people share that mentality. Like, a lot of people that go to a football game don't know, like, the ins and outs of how it works, but they're still entertained by the spectacle. So to hear that you're entertained by the spectacle of starcraft that is very awesome to hear because hopefully that becomes more of the uh, general attitude towards like watching them as competitions you know you don't have to know the exact ins and outs of everything but you can still see and appreciate uh all these different decisions and things that people are making so totally Yeah, yeah i just am trying to add it to my list of things to watch for entertainment since i don't have cable and it's a cool game and i just it's cool. it'll be it'll be fun to follow I think then you know maybe yeah. maybe you can check it out sometime and see what see what you uh, see if you enjoy it absolutely man because uh, I also don't have cable but you know what Chase who the huh. fuck needs cable seriously right? screw because, them. <laughs> yeah because very recently something happened where Twitch actually what did they do they overtook CNN and uh, MSNBC by viewer ratings is that what it was. Yeah, so the the headline is Twitch just passed MSNBC and CNN for January viewers, but the tr- site still trails behind Fox News and ESPN. Hey. And the story reads, um, new, st- new statistics reveal that Twitch's January viewership was higher than both CNN and MSNBC's figures. Last month, Twitch ch- clocked in at 962,000 average concurrent viewers throughout the month which amounts to a 22% increase from January 2017 and a 26% increase since December. The site, uh, streetinsider.com, also revealed that Twitch's January viewership beat out both MSNBC and CNN, who reportedly featured 885,000 and 783 watchers, respectively, for their total day viewership during January, respectively. So... That's just one of those headlines that you see and you feel like it's just the next domino that's getting yeah. knocked down in terms of, um, fuck, there's actually, there's like a, a term, a, an, an abbreviation for what kind of like television streaming is called, but I forget right now, but it's cool to oh. see that that domino get ticked over again yeah. and the power start to, you know, keep going their direction. Yeah. It's like, I'm not necessarily surprised, right? 
but I mm-hmm. am very excited to see it. You know what I mean? Like I see that and I'm just, it's the, it's the obvious progression, you know, uh, getting away towards getting away from cable in general. Right. But then also Twitch specifically to be just such a, like such a channel, you know what I mean? Such a, such a service that people yeah. use it to the same degree as they would use television, which is like, you know, that thing that revolutionized the world back in 1940, you know? So it's pretty crazy that, like, it's becoming this this new general form of entertainment for so many different people. I mean, even me, like, if I am just trying to maybe, if I have, like, 30 minutes or something and I just want to watch something, I don't go to, like shows or anything even like i don't even go to like netflix or hulu for the most part i usually generally check out a twitch stream or something because yeah, that's the idea YouTube. and it's yeah yeah youtube or uh twitch or just something where it's like very like low commitment and you can just kind of see who is on and you can jump in for just a moment and not only jump in for just a moment but be a part of what's going on depending on the scale of the stream so if it's something a little bit more low-key like you can literally look at it and if it's a game or something that you play you can actually ask the person questions and it's so much more interactive than just watching you know nbc or msnbc or cnn right so i'm excited about it man i think it's fucking awesome yeah, it's cool. It it it's just it's exciting. I'm kind of I'm like you now where I I learned that you can just follow games on Twitch instead of just people. So I just put my favorite games on there yeah, and you can too. just hop on at any time. Um you can check to see if there's anything going on, but they also have like those IRL streams and they have like adventure streams now where people with like GoPros can be set up and be streaming and like you got like rock climbers that are climbing these like insane mountains and stuff like that and it kind of reminds me of like the Red Bull channel and how they'll just keep a loop of just really cool yeah. things that you can watch. And yeah, it's a good thing to zone out to. And I feel like that's really what TV is. And it's, maybe we didn't realize it is like it was just background noise that we ended up falling into. But I'm still the, the person that like I just don't care to watch television shows. Like even yeah. if it's something that sounds like I would like it. There's just something about sitting down for 20 to 50 to 60 minutes and watching TV that I would rather like it's not that oh I don't want to spend that time my time that way it's like no I'd rather watch StarCraft 2 videos you know yeah. or or something and I just I don't know why that is um and w- and where where that switch really came from but that's just how it's been lately I f- yeah it's kind of funny cuz you do uh like you've you've been that way for like a while now but you're also a big avid movie fan so I find yeah, it kind of but contradictory. but I go to the theaters for movies. Is that really? So you don't watch movies at home ever? Like you wouldn't – really? I think – yeah. Like I can't – I think the last movie <laughs> – this will be funny. The last movie I watched at home was The Matrix. There you go. Just because like <laughs> I wanted to watch it In again. In 2002? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, no, uh, it's just like I, I don't like just sitting on my couch and, and watching – it's so weird because I'll sit on my couch and I'll watch video games. I just yeah. don't want to watch movies or TV at home. I don't know what it Why is. Why is it about moving it from a theater? So, like, <laughs> like what? Like, let's just go piece by piece, right? Like, put a right. home theater in your room, then put, like, a popcorn machine in there and just see when you finally are like, no, 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 I'm comfortable here. This is where I can watch movies now. <laughs> I don't know what it oh, is, man. man. There, and there's just nothing that really catches my eyes, my eye right now for TV, but... I mean, for movies, we we got some cool movies coming out soon. I can't wait to see that Annihilation film. That's yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I know you were very interested in that because you saw Ex Machina, right? And you really—it's by the same person who did yeah. Ex Machina, right? Uh, and I know you really enjoyed that movie. 
but I had never seen it myself. Um, I don't know what else the director is really that responsible for. And He's honestly, got some other stuff. Ex Machina was just cool because there were just a few scenes that were so weird and off putting that they just, I can still remember them now vividly. And awesome. the very end of the movie, the way that I interpreted the actions of the characters were very much in line with like my own just way of thinking morally and absolutely. And I was like, this is great. Like to me, they nailed it because it totally like is in line with the way I view the world. So well, damn, that sounds like the perfect chase movie. Yeah, it was rock and roll. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the last quick news story, this, this happened last week, but I kind of want to talk to you about it, but man, bring it up. uh, SpaceX launched the Falcon heavy and shot a goddamn Tesla to Mars. Did you watch that? No. Wait, explain this Are to me. Do you not know what's about going? this? Yeah, I don't know what's going on right now. Are you Hey, man, serious, I've been dude? MIA, dude. I'm, I've been sick. <laughs> so oh, my God. All right, I'm actually going to bring up a full-on article then. Yeah, so we bring can... on the four. Yeah. Bring on this article, man. Enlighten me, you... please. I'm going to bring up the Wikipedia page. Yeah, that sounds like a trusted uh, source. Falcon Heavy is a partially reusable heavy lift launch vehicle designed and manufactured by SpaceX. And it launched, fuck this shit. It launched like last week and it was like one of the, I think it was the biggest rocket to have ever launched. It had these two boosters on the side Mm -hmm. and they're shooting this uh, payload to go orbit Mars as like a test to see if they can get something there. And usually like when they put a payload, it's just like a big hunk of bricks or something. Well, on the top of this rocket was a fucking convertible Tesla with an astronaut in it. And on the radio, it was playing David Bowie's Life on Mars. And on the live stream during the, what the launch, fuck is this? they're showing a camera from the from the vehicle. Yeah. And it's like you can see Earth from this car and it's playing Bowie. And, dude, the fucking craziest part about it yeah. is the two rocket boosters that fl- like kind of uh, like w- were expended from the rocket fucking <laughs> simultaneously <laughs> at the exact same time landed themselves next to each other on these two launch pads away from the the launch. So these things are falling out of the sky, and as they get closer to the Earth, fucking put out these little landing gears and (laughs) just fucking land simultaneously at the exact same (laughs) instant, dude. That sounds pretty incredible. I'm still blown away by the fact that Somebody's in a convertible. An astronaut was in the convertible. Well, it was a ba- it was a mannequin. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I legitimately <laughs> thought they put one in there. I was like, "There's gotta be a problem with this." Like, yeah. is it linked to the spaceship? Can you drive the spaceship that way? But oh, that's man. still pretty uh, fucking awesome. So there was. There's no people on it, right? It's just all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. So we're gonna go test out. See if we can maybe drop something onto Mars, man. See what that's all about. God. Yeah, it's just so wild, man. It was definitely a moment. Like, everybody at work was watching the live stream, and it was the first glimmer of fucking hope in a while where it was like, all right, we did something good. Yeah, we're doing something right now. We're not just wasting away as as a race. Oh, man. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's pretty fucking awesome. All those other things we talked about. We're pretty fucking awesome as well. Those are uh, cool too. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's take a break for just a second, and let's come back and maybe talk about something else awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. A little beetle, bip, 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 beetle, bip, bip. 
If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Dude, honestly, I don't know if this is part of Capcom's genius, but the fact that this fucking Blanca costume has hit Dude, like critical <laughs> mass and everyone is just photoshopping him into everything, I'm yeah. like, they're nailing it right now. They're getting smart. so much free marketing right now. Yeah, dude, it's and some of those are legitimately hilarious. <laughs> Trying to find him in like old fucking timey photos and stuff. <laughs> like, you know, like the fifties and it's like fucking people coming back from the war, like people hugging and just often like the faint background is just Blanca like <laughs> chilling. <laughs> God. It was after Cole showed me um he was like I was I was bitching about Abigail. I was like, what do you think about G? And I was like, who the fuck is G? And like, mm. he's the new, the next uh, downloadable character. Go look him up. I looked him up, and just the v- image of him, I was mm-hmm. like, you've got to be fucking <laughs> kidding me. And then Why? after that, it wasn't until the next morning that I was like, they named this fucking guy G? What's <laughs> wrong like, with that? What are you talking about? It was that about? moment I was like, that's, all right, I think I get it now. I think Street Fighter... I don't think they care anymore. I they think, just want to be yes. funny and goofy. You know, it's the perfect amount of self humility that just not taking themselves seriously. That makes me love street fighter. So sometimes it's Wild. definitely I backfires. Like, yeah. I just feel like there wasn't those kind of characters in the last game. Like there were some goofy ones like Hakan and that, and like the really big, big guy and maybe like Rufus, but a fuerte. Come on. There's some, there's some goofballs in there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's hilarious jace uh this beverage i'm drinking is it's no four roses okay but that's yeah. not fair what? that's not fair you can't just compare it to four roses all the time it does taste good and it also feels good knowing that a little raccoon is getting drunk on my behalf right now as well so <laughs> so far this Red River is actually not so bad. What are you feeling about the... I don't even know the name. Well, exactly. I want to hear what good tastes like to you. Because if it's if it's good, like, how's it hitting I'm, you? I'm going to be honest with you. Can't taste I'm very candy. sick. Yeah. So the fact that it's just burning anything in my mouth and in my nose feels <laughs> fucking fantastic. And that it feels sense. great. And it's been opening up my pores. So as far as I'm concerned, A plus when you're, Doing when the you're trick. sick. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so this Nika whiskey, the Miyakikyo, Miya, Miyagikyo, Miyagikyo, that's what it is. Miyagikyo? Um, is, is fucking good. It, it's extremely, like, oaky in the sense that, like, it tastes like I am just drinking this. I'm, like, licking the barrel. It looks. That this thing was aged in. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. It, and it's dry. It's like not really sweet, so it's it's just very woody and very mm. smoky, um, but it has a little bit of maybe like a bright like rind, like a citrusy kind of rind to it, but very subtle. Um, and it's not like 
blow your socks off alcoholics. So, but so, so it's got like that strength to it without being like overpowering, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It looks like light by color. Like the color looks very pale, man. From yeah. It's seen. super Amber. Yeah. Very Amber. Very cool. Uh, that sounds delicious, man. I'm not going to lie to you. You sold me on it. So next time I am in Japan, I might have to bring myself a bottle back too as well. So shame you can't pick right. it up in your local stores. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, America will get their their shit together and start providing it here. Uh, so we got something else to talk about, Chase, before we dive right yeah. into anything here. Uh, so we've been playing a lot of fighting games. I don't know if anybody if anybody who listens to the show knows this, but we are fighting game enthusiasts. We mm-hmm. like to play fighting games. 2018, we were pretty ready to be a big year. But you know what I thought? I thought, Chase, I want even I, – I need one more game to actually take my time. And I've been playing a little game called Undernight. Yeah. In Birth. <laughs> yeah. In, it's uh, Undernight, In Birth, EXE, Late ST. Latest. Just recently came – Latest. Is that how you say it? Latest. Uh, just came out this past week. And I don't know about you, Chase. I know you were pretty excited about it. Actually, I do know that. Uh, I was another, reading the tea leaves. Another another mutual friend of ours is also pretty stoked. I myself, you know, I felt I had a lot on my plate. You know, I was going down the buffet line. I put a scoop of AE on there. I had leftover Tekken 7 on there. Yeah. And I just put a big old helping of fucking Dragon Ball Fighters all over the top, dude. My plate right. was fucking full. And then I get to the end of the line, and here is a beautiful dish. Oh, it's Union. beautiful now, huh? Yeah, it's looking looking great, right? So, and I just had to put a little spoonful uh, onto my plate. And uh, let's just go ahead and let's talk a little bit about some early impressions. I haven't played a whole whole bunch of it, but I will say that I, for one, was very taken aback and very impressed with what I played so far. Yeah, yeah. So, Undernight, kind of is. So, first of all, I think the first game, just Undernight in Birth came out in um like 2002 okay. in our in Japanese arcades and then got I think latest came out in like 2013 and like basically we we're, yeah. were playing a port of the 2013 version that just took a long time to get to PS4 I think well I think but, that's right well hold on because Uniel before before uh like the ST at the end before the latest yeah. was the first iteration of this game and from my understanding that this is kind of like an AE to a Street Fighter 5, right? Yeah. Cuz there's a few extra characters in there that weren't in the game prior to this and stuff like that and I believe there's been a little bit of rebalancing as well. Right. So, I mean, that's what I was under the impression of. <laughs> so, I was excited to play this game because it's made by the same developers who made uh Melty Blood, which is like yeah. a super hardcore anime fighter. Mm-hmm. And this game is supposed to be like way more accessible. Uh, and when I started playing it, it strikes me as this perfect triangular balance between Street Fighter, King of Fighters, and an anime game, like Guilty yes. Gear or something. Most definitely. You don't have any double jumps or air dashes, but mm-hmm. you do have jump cancels. Um, there's a normal just like throw like you'd have in Street Fighter. Yes. Um, oh, but then a, you've got like... Right. Thank God. You can just <laughs> fall back on that. Yeah, right. Um, 
But then it's got really interesting meter management and modes um, where you use your meter a lot like King of Fighters max mm-hmm. mode, in my opinion. Yeah. And the 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 combo strings, dude, are super long. And the system, the combo system, I think is very, it's very forgiving. The execution is not too hard, mm-hmm. but it's also, it, there's just a lot of opportunities for you to go in a variety of different routes. So you get these really long, varied, and I think just cool looking combos. Yeah. And that's what has been really cool for me. And I think the characters, I think just all the special moves, I just think the combos look cool, like visually, and I think they feel really good. Um, and it's got like a small, just tight cast of characters, and it's extremely systemic. There's like a ton of systems in the game mm-hmm. that you need to utilize if you're going to be the best at it. Of course. Um, and th- those were kind of my first impressions. And how how did it hit you? Because yeah, I you did say that like you weren't really jazzed on it, like looking no. forward to it too much. But then you started playing it. Now you're like, dude, this game's fucking raw. The only reason I bought it is because both you and Andrew. Or into it. If just Andrew had bought it, I might have even probably passed it up. And I'm glad I didn't because uh, I just I came home, and this is this is exactly what happened. I came home, I downloaded the game. It downloaded pretty fast, by the way. It's not, it's not a whole bunch to take up on your hard drive. Uh, I just turned it on and I jumped right into the tutorial mode. And oh my, God. it was the tutorial that like blew me away. Dude, Dude. It, I think it might be the best video, I mean, fighting game tutorial of all time. If he, Even if you just don't, even if you don't want to play Uniel, man, if you just want to get a better understanding of, like, how the fighting games work, like, just walk through that tutorial, and it explains to you every, it explains to you why you're doing everything, which is so yes. crucial and so important, and not because, and not in, like, the layman's terms of, like, this is your fastest startup move, it's like, use this when, like, after blocking, right? Use this, like, <laughs> like all these different, just really mapping it out to you so perfectly from a fighting game player's point of view and just helping you better understand. Like, I was even learning stuff and learning the situations. Yeah. Dude, myself, like, just things that where maybe I, like, recognize that from the outside, but when I played, I almost realized that I was doing uh, – like I, I like had bad habits that just through the tutorial was teaching me that I like all these bad habits that I had. And yeah. even after finishing that tutorial and then going and playing other games, I felt like I improved in my, the other games that I played. <laughs> I swear That's to amazing. God, I played Dragon Ball Fighters after that. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like looking at this way more slowly. Every my button presses feel so much more intentional now. And it's hard. Yeah. I feel like I, I wish I had like really looked it over right before I got on the podcast because there's just like some some killers in there. I remember one of well, the I have some examples. Was, there's there's yeah, a please. few. They talk about priority, which is really uh-huh. nice. They're like, which look, awesome. if someone's jumping in with this button, your heavy button's going to beat it out. So we're going to give yeah. you a situation where their button's going to be active, but yours is going to beat it. So mm-hmm. try this a few times. And then yeah. there were other things where it was like, go. Th- it, w- it basically said, put this button out, which is very unsafe. And then right after it, hit this button, which will be safe if they block. And if they don't block then you lose nothing by pressing this button and you can go into your combo. And yeah. then they would put the dummy on random guard, essentially, and it was a way to teach you how to confirm into a safe block string or it, how to confirm and go into your combo with not losing anything for pressing that extra button. Yeah. And it teaches you option selects That's in insane. that game. That is so awesome. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And dude, the tutorial is so long and at the very end of it, if you finish it all, the last message it get the last message it gives you is it says, even is like congratulations on completing all of the tutorial. 
modes, you're still not ready for local play or net play yet. <laughs> and it's just like, damn, that is so Dude. honest. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's true. Like, go yeah. into the training mode now, you know? Yeah, now put these things into action and prove that you actually know them, man. Um, yeah, I know. Another one that I wanted to bring up is that one of the tutorials was like, he was just waking up and blocking, which I thought was hilarious because that's such a like ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like that's such a, as yeah. a new person concept of just like, I'm waking up and like, why am I getting hit? It's like, cause you're pressing things. And like, even the way that they map it out to you is like, you know, it doesn't, you know, taking a throw is much like better right. than, ta- than taking a big long combo. So sometimes your safest option is just to wake up and not do anything. And it's just like, do that three times. And like, that was a tutorial. <laughs> you had to like literally get up and hold back and you like press the string on you. And you're like, this feels, you know, that's like an arbitrary practice of what it feels like, but it's actually super duper important. And that's so yeah. like, amazing. And while, you know, some of these concepts I, you know, was already familiar with, it was just like really awesome to see a tutorial really explain them in that way. And it even after I was done with like the general tutorial, I went over to the missions and even how they set up the missions is like very perfectly like well divided in like what the missions are, are like the combos, your general combos. And they essentially Mm -hmm. have them split up into four sections. The first three just being like levels of difficulty, but they go through uh, combos with the same like idea of a starter for each one. Yeah. So it's like like, 5C starting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is your poke, right? If you catch somebody from far away with this and you're a beginner, then just do this combo. If you're doing a light combo, and it says that, it'll say like a light combo is like if you're, you know, trying to hit something that's negative or trying to punish something that's like a tight punish, use this combo. And it goes through all the way that or all of that until uh, you finally get to the very end. And the last set is like very situational combos. It's just very like, this is what you can anti, this is how you can max out your anti, this is how you can do all this kind of shit. And it was like, dude, I'm like, I have not played outside of playing with you guys. I have not played that game online at all. And it's because I still just want to go back and like play more of these missions and more of these tutorials and like experiment more because I really do feel like I am learning a lot, which is the opposite of how I feel in any other missions mode in any other game because you end up just like, you know, memorize or just doing the combos for the combo's sake right just to beat the trials and it's just showing how much more important they are man it's just it's been quite a blast so far man yeah i'm happy that you've liked it i want to talk to you now just about um about the game's core combo system which is gatling combos which can Mm -hmm. basically be described i never really understood it in these terms now and it's very obvious but now that i understand it this way it's it helps me um think about it better but with links you don't cancel normal moves into other normal moves. And with Gatlings, you can cancel normal moves into normal moves. And that's just basically how it works. And I know that um, you're not like against Gatling combos, but you've always preferred links. But Mm -hmm. I know that you're also enjoying this game. Do you feel like it's maybe warming you up to Gatling combos at all? Or do you see like a different side of the appeal now? Like, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm always going to be a link boy. And the reason being is that I like feeling every hit with every press that I do because I'm not usually a fan of, like, dialing something and then waiting for the dial to come out, Uh, which is like, you know, with Gatlings, you honestly shouldn't really be doing that anyway. Like, you should be getting more of a feel for how you're hitting anyway. But that's usually my biggest pull. That being said, with the combo system in this game, uh, as you kind of go past the beginner and, like, the, you know, like, you know, intermediate levels, you start experimenting with more like it'll put a little icon up there and it'll say delayed for these different moves. And what that's essentially telling you is like, 
this is not just a free dial-in combo. This has a timing to it, and then it does feel a lot more like the link-based system. So I do feel like I'm getting, you know, my link, you know, crush out of that. Uh, and just to speak for the combo system in general, I like have not been like I'm. I like anime games, you know. I, I like Guilty Gear. I like Dragon Ball Fighters, but uh, I've always just from watching them. I had never really found them that like appealing to watch because I felt like all the combos looked in the same realm or they were so long that I didn't like how long they were. And then I got kind of bored just watching the combo. But for some reason, this game strikes such a solid balance because I've played around with like three or four different characters and the routes yeah. that you take with all of them are like some of them take you into the air for a little bit. Some of them fucking yeah. keep you horizontal for a long time. Some of you do the wackiest shit and you're just like each one feels so differently that you end up not like if you're spreading your time out wisely, you end up not like building bad muscle memory because of the fact that you're like not doing the generic combos. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I really dude. like that you're picking up on that because whenever I was doing, I was playing Melty Blood for combo execution practice mm -hmm. um, is when I really learned that, yeah, no, it's not about just dialing a combo in because you have to pay attention where your opponent is on the screen. Yeah. Cause if you let them go too high, your sixth button isn't going to hit. And if yeah. you let them go too low, they're going to hit the ground and drop. And you have to keep them in a very specific spot, which means timing your button presses mm -hmm. in a specific way. And that has honestly helped me in Dragon Ball Fighters. It helps yeah. me with some of the combos that I have with Vegeta and stuff like that. And I think you're kind of seeing, you're recognizing that too now with, um, with Undernight. And that is where I think these anime combo systems like really shine is, you do have to sometimes feel every hit and you have to be cognizant of how the, like what is happening on the screen. Cause you can't, not every combo is free, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I enjoy looking at long combos if they look cool and there's enough variation. If it's the same combo and over, over and over again, like, yeah, of it gets course, boring, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I've been watching matches online of people who are playing the characters I would like to play. And it's like, dude, I just want to get in there and fucking press these buttons because it just looks yeah. so tight. Yeah, man. And <laughs> it does look tight as fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> like, like I will watch, like, uh, you know, people playing. And it's obvious that, you know, while, they, while there are, you know, general go-to routes when you get to a certain level, like, there's little variation every time that they do a combo just because it's a lot more about just familiarizing yourself with the character and just mm -hmm. maybe maxing out that situation. It's not like how you get, you know, even in Dragon Ball Fighters, like we're all fishing for the fucking, we're all fishing to open you up and then get you in the air and then to do our combo, right? Like that's how Dragon yeah, Ball exactly. Fighters works, right? And then, but in, or in, in uh, fucking Uniist, man, like, it's just so obvious that if you have a good self-awareness of what your character's buttons are, like you can make a whole lot off of all of these different little situations and they're not crazy, crazy long. And I like that about it. I think that they do end like pretty quickly and you end up getting, you know, four to five big juicy combos on somebody before the match is over, which I also do exactly. like as well. And if you don't, then the match is going to take a lot longer for you. Mm -hmm. And so like you do need to maximize your combos because and it's all honestly something that I've, it's made me dislike street fighter even more is like watching, watching combos that are just like five hits long and they do like 25 damage, 25% damage. I'm like, all right. You know, like the game becomes very short and quick because of that. And I, I enjoy these types of games where, you you got to execute like a long string to to continue your momentum. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely.
So um, the last question is, is you were talking about before playing it, and I think just having started playing it, um, that you just you said like you weren't really into the character design or I think the art style too much, and I think that's always a deterrence for you. But yeah. now that you're playing a little bit more, do you find yourself coming around to how the game looks? Do you like the way the game, game looks? I just kind of want to talk to you about the graphics and the presentation. Uh, I mean, I like the the graphics themselves. I like the pixel art themselves. I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the characters are fairly generic, you know, like, which is, you know, it's hard to really judge like a game like this because there's other games where I have so much nostalgia for them, or I have some sort of like connection to them that is probably helping me overlook maybe some of these more generic designs. But I do think that I look at a game like Guilty Gear and I look at all these different characters and I just from like the aesthetic looks of these characters, I think like this is an art style of its own. If they added a new character but kept it separately from Guilty Gear, I could probably look at it and go, is that a new Guilty Gear character? While mm-hmm. in Uni, I'm definitely like, you know, I've definitely seen these characters before, at least aesthetically. And... Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the graphics themselves are fucking beautiful. There's a lot of animation in all these frames, and it ends up looking fucking great. And some of these characters I do think look very – I do think look cool. Like, they may not be the most new and interesting, but I do think that they look cool. The characters that I play I think look cool, even though I probably have seen them in other anime before. Um, sure. At least, I, you know, it's just – it's not my – like cup of tea exactly it's not that's the type of anime that i'm not super into but that being said for me to like really overlook that and still be so blown away by everything else that's a part of this game it really doesn't matter to me like i don't i'm not like looking at it and thinking like i don't know how long i can play this because it doesn't look cool so yeah right yeah but are I just you want to like how do you feel about that i love it like I just haven't had a lot of exposure to generic anime games. And as I get more interested in them, I do see that there's a common through line where the characters are just, they, they are plain. Like there, it'll just be like a maid or just like a person wearing a school suit or a hoodie. And it's nothing that like blows me away, but it allows it. I think it just allows your, um, your appreciation for how the character plays and how they combo it's it's like it's more of a sign that you enjoy their gameplay and their style of play when you start falling in love with something that is generic. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And th- I, so there's a little bit of that to it. This is all what also was, like I said, one of my first like really super generic anime games. So for me, it's a little more fresh. But I do want to also say that what I really I think appreciate most about the art direction and the cast of characters is there's 20 characters, 10 of them are male, 10 of them are female. So there's a lot of like female representation mm-hmm. on there and. That's just not something I feel like I find very often in fighting games. But more than that, all of the females don't look sexualized. Like, oh yeah, they all are just female characters. Yeah, you know, and that is awesome. That's something that I really appreciate because I feel like I can play this game without feeling like a pervert, and I can play this game and just enjoy the costume design or something else rather than it just be like, oh sweet, like tits. You know, yeah, I mean? like having the fact that they are like women be so like down the list of things that you like really realize and notice and appreciate about the character, like because of all these other things, like it doesn't matter that they are like a man or a woman. They still have all these cool aesthetics to them that Mm -hmm. isn't just like, Oh, because they're a girl, of course got to get that cleavage out or whatever. And that's, it's definitely not like that in this game. 
honestly, as I think about it off the top of my head, like trying to run through the characters, I can't think of any of them that I find to be like overly sexualized at all, which does yeah. give me a lot of appreciation, especially as somebody who plays too, so much Street Fighter and I like hate like despise that aspect of how where mm-hmm. they took Street Fighter. Like I, I mean, look at like Blaze Blue, dude. It's just like titties out. Yeah, too. Blaze Blue like is also really bad too as well. And even like, oh man, some of my favorite characters like Biken from Guilty Gear in oh, the newest dude. one. It's just like, yeah, she's back and she got a boob job and they're like triple <laughs> D's now. And I'm she like, what the fuck? Now. No, like she was like a fucking you know, fucking rogue with one arm, a samurai from the fucking like desert man it was crazy but yeah no honestly as you bring that up i i do think that that's really really awesome and it does help me appreciate it a lot more because of that so yeah yeah, dude i mean stamp of approval man this game is great um i'm gonna have to fit it into the rotation somehow yeah Um, dude i'm 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 excited i just my whole life has been enveloped by this genre of games and i just recognize that the Gatling style anime style is my favorite and mm-hmm. it's cool to just get more and have more stuff to play and to try, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you said too, I just want to bring this up. I don't know why I feel like I need to say it, but playing this game does make me feel like I'm playing a form of KOF that I really, really like the fact that you that said you, that I'm yeah. glad that somebody else noticed that because there is yeah. a King of fighters feel to this game. Absolutely. And it's something that, there was something about King of Fighters that I f- always felt like was off to me. Like while I liked it and I li- I love some of the King of Fighters characters, like, oh my God, there's some of my favorite characters are in KOF. The right. system always felt like a secondary Street Fighter or something that like yeah. felt a little off. But there's something about this game that incorporates like the short hop feel and the fucking big moves and the combos just kind of look like them too. And yeah. So I'm glad that you brought that Absolutely. up and noticed that. All right, man. Uh, that's enough about fighting games. Let's go sure. see if anybody asked us about fighting games in the email. Yeah, but there might be <laughs> something in there for us. First question comes from Dooney Ray, and he's got a scenario for us. He says, you have okay. 30 games to beat your favorite fighting game player. If you manage to beat them once, you'll win an infinite amount of money. Okay. However, if you can't win a single game, you'll go to prison for the rest of your life. <laughs> so... Do you have a chance, or are you already behind bars? Max, who who are you going to be playing and in what game to try to I keep mean, yourself out of prison? Like, if I could choose? Man, I don't know. But It has to be your favorite fighting game player. It has to be my favorite fighting game player? Yeah. God, who's So I got to fucking... beat Tokido in Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, good luck. That fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Who's my favorite fucking fighting game player? Is it uh, Gamer Beat? I was going to say, I think it's still Gamer Beat. And honestly, dude, I mean, he plays a lot of Street Fighter Five, but he hasn't been that hot in the competitive scene. I think I might be <laughs> able to swing a game off of him and not go to yeah. jail. I mean, dude, we might have that sort of like newbie mentality where they just can't get a read dude. on us because we're yeah. just doing <laughs> yeah. the most stupid shit, you know? I mean, I got 30 games to figure it out, so yeah. <laughs> I feel like I could take a game off of Gamer Beat. Just one. Be That's it. I've, you know what? Honestly, I feel like for some weird reason, he's going to somehow listen to this <laughs> and find me. He seems like a nice guy. He'll probably me. let you win. No, fuck that. He would destroy me. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm sorry, Gamer. All right. Next question comes from Dunter Horset. says, what are some of the best Wi-Fi names that you have seen? Oh, some of the best Wi-Fi names. Um, there was a period in time in college where we got into like a Wi-Fi naming battle. That's where awesome. Where it would be like. Fuck the Spurs. 
<laughs> and they would come back and be like, the Rockets eat shit. And we would That's just keep up. changing our names back and forth. It was That's really hysterical. fun. hysterical. I have never really experienced that. Uh, I don't know. I've never really <laughs> seen a fucking really awesome Wi-Fi name, even though I feel like I should. I know of the idea of it, but I can't really think yeah. of one. Yeah. Ours, our Wi-Fi name is Lordrin, which is the the land in Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Mine is Celery Man, so I don't know if that celery means anything. Man, dude. <laughs> So, uh, in case anybody needs to steal my internet, that's the one. Try to figure that one out. Oh, man. Okay. Um, we'll do one more question from Dooney. He says, uh, Chase, I'd love to hear your thoughts about the recent Strong Style tournament that we sort of watched oh. together. Tell me about your viewing experience as someone who plays fighting games, but someone who doesn't play Tekken. What did you enjoy about these world-class Tekken sets? And, Max, I think you can kind of add to this sort of. Yeah, I watched it to know, too like, well. What was it like to watch a game that maybe you don't play, but you still enjoy. And so, yeah, I watched that strong style Tekken tournament and, you know, I have enough fighting game knowledge to understand sort of the basics about like who's taking turns and, mm -hmm. and whatever. And it's cool to be watching live people demonstrate the depths that a game can reach right in front of your eyes. And especially yeah. like I saw some dude playing geese and oh. I was like, dude, Geese is fucking Geese so cool. Dude, do you dude. remember when we were all just watching Evo together and just like, what is this? And just all waiting for this character announcement and be like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Geese is in Tekken. And that was literally the best possible choice. Yeah. Oh, dude. my God. Yeah, he's awesome in that game. Dude. He's crazy. Glad he's good. Yeah. I'm glad he's getting played. Um, I've always really liked watching Tekken. I think Tekken is very visually entertaining. Um, I've never been very good. I think it's just one of those games that like either I can't get a grasp on or there is just, it just takes just, a lot of time. There's, there's just feels know? like there's a lot of investment. You gotta, there's a lot of investment that you need to take on. Like there's like, there's so I can't think of any really solid crossover players who play Tekken. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just play Tekken or you don't. You play you Tekken don't play, or because you, you yeah. can't play anything else. And because of that, I've always really appreciated watching the tournaments and uh, just knowing like how much these people have to know about not only their own character, but then that level of depth with every other character in the roster, which is insane. Um, yeah. Strong Style was fucking awesome, dude. Um, what's his name? Saint got knocked out by Mr. Naps, which was fucking cool. Uh, everybody was rooting for him that whole time. I mean, that was honestly super hype. I know Dooney was feeling that because he's a Brian main as well. So, and I know oh, yeah. he's Mr. Naps is literally, or I should say, Jimmy J. Tran is his actual name. Uh, I know he was super hyped on that as well. Um, there's just something about like the feel and the community, and I really always really like the commentators too. Uh, I know Eris was there commentating, and he's one of my favorite like not just commentators, but FGC uh, personalities in general. So I always love to see him doing that as well. So when it all comes together, it always really makes for a really great viewing experience. And strong style was a great, you know, it was a awesome tournament. Uh, one of my, my favorite players speed kicks though, didn't do very well, which was disappointing. Uh, but I like, I mean, that's the only really negative part for me. I mean, there wasn't a, you know, no Horang made it too far. So it was kind of hard for me to yeah. really follow given my small knowledge is based around that. So, right. I don't yeah, know. It's man. just cool getting to see so many pros play characters that you've never seen before. Cause then it's just like, you get to see stuff you've never seen at all. Like if yeah. there was someone playing, um, it's like this Chinese woman 
and she's got all these different stances. Oh, and dude, just yeah. watching them string together all these moves, I was like, this is fucking gorgeous. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is a dance, man. This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, oh, that's man. all the emails. So, Dooney, Dunter, thank you for emailing yes, in. Much appreciated. Um, any final words you wanted to say about the uh, Japanese whiskey? I think it was just incredibly strong but not overpowering and had very large, big flavors instead of like a mix of deep and rich ones. Um, and it makes for a drinking experience to where it's just like you can kind of you can have it and appreciate what's coming through without a lot of drawback, you know. Yeah, man. It sounded very distinct, man, and I think that's really awesome to like actually try something and it's not just like it's a good whiskey. It's like this is apparently what Japanese whiskey like that's the feel that you're getting out of it, which is cool. That's right. awesome. Uh yeah, I mean I don't really have anything else to say about my whiskey. It's not four roses, but it's still pretty good. Um yeah. <laughs> So, without further ado, uh if you want to follow the show you can follow the show at Witty Banter Show. You can follow Chase himself uh, at Bodacious Chase. You can follow me at Probably Max. Uh, if you don't have a Twitter, good for you. Go ahead and just head on down to www.wittybantershow.com. We have a classic old website there. Uh, if you don't have a computer, I don't really know how you're listening to this right now. So yeah, you've been job. caught. Yeah, that's yeah. However you're doing that, I guess just finagle your way around that still. That's awesome. Uh man, thank you for the one last intimate cast between me and Chase, man. It's been good. I it's been fun keeping it so fighting game heavy. I wonder if our fans are getting a little sick of it or if maybe we're making new ones, but I've if, enjoyed it. So. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like the three that are fighting game fans have been sticking to it and I'm glad that yeah. at least they're still listening right now. But yeah. yeah. We'll bring it back to the awkward corny shit uh, next week. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, I'll see you later, dude. Take it yep. easy. Yeah, bitter pepper, bitter Beep, 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 beep,